Hey friends, it's Candace Eisner back with you again this week. And this week I wanted to do a little bit of a meta episode and talk about podcasting. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back. I hope you guys are all having a really great week as I record this. Actually, I just read an article, funny enough, um, by one of the local, I don't know if you can call them a news outlet, it's BlogTO for those of you in Toronto. They're kind of a bloggy pseudo news outlet, I guess you can call it. They don't hire journalists, which is why I'm hesitant to call it a news outlet. Anyway, they do report on news. And one thing they just reported is that uh, apparently this has been the most gray and dreary November on record for Toronto. So I can definitely tell you I've noticed that. I don't know about the rest of you out there. And uh, by the way, I don't think I've ever mentioned this. Why do I ever, why do I often talk about the weather? It's a Maritimer thing. If you're from Nova Scotia or you're from like the East Coast, even the East Coast of the US, sort of the upper East Coast, like, you know, say like Maine or Massachusetts, that kind of thing, you probably know why we talk about the weather. It's just like a normal conversation. It's not just like small talk. We actually talk about the weather quite seriously. Anyway, Let's get on to today's topic. And, uh, you know, before I do that, actually, let's do a little bit of an administration here for the podcast. So here's a quick note about what's coming up for you guys in the next few episodes as we kick off towards the end of the year. We're almost there. Um, I'm just about to record three episodes to wrap up the entire year. Whoa, I can't believe that. Um, And those episodes are all interrelated. They're about research and evidence-based treatments or products, but also um, how anecdotal evidence and stories does have a place within your practice or your career or whatever it is you do. Using both of those certainly um, has its place, like I just said. And where I also think health and wellness careers and trends and treatments and all that are headed for 2019. So some some of that topic stuff is coming down the pipe. I've got, like I said, three episodes, three whole episodes dedicated to that stuff. So stay tuned for that. I hope you find that interesting. But for this episode, I'm going a bit off the beaten path because, you know, it's not my normal health and wellness career topic. Um... But I wanted to respond to some of the curiosities people have had about what it's like to actually have a podcast, or at least, you know, what it's been like from my experience. I can only talk about my experience, right? It's not like I can talk about somebody else's. And, you know, why am I talking about this? Well, I mean, first off, like I said, I have gotten questions and curiosities and, you know, people wonder about this stuff. But also, I know podcasts are a pretty popular medium these days, so... Some of you probably are thinking of starting your own or thinking like, you know, maybe uh, my coworker would be really good for having a podcast or that kind of stuff. And that's super cool. So why not? Why not talk about it from my perspective as somebody who has never worked in media in that way? Like I've never worked in TV or radio or any of those careers. I'm coming at this from a very different angle than anyone who has done sort of that high production value stuff. And yeah, just share my experience, tell you a little bit about it. And even if you're not thinking of creating a podcast or it never crossed your mind to do it, 
Um, you don't know anybody who's thinking of doing, you might just find this interesting purely out of curiosity, purely like, how does she produce this thing? You know, how's that work? Because people do get curious about that stuff. I know you definitely do. People like that behind the scenes, pulling back the curtains kind of stuff. But if this totally isn't of interest to you, you're like, oh my God, I really don't want to hear about this. That's totally fine. Skip to the next episode, go to a previous episode, go back into my archives, listen to something that's more to your taste. I'm totally cool with that. It's fine. I'm, I'm here for what you guys want to hear. Um, and by the way, if this style of episode is of interest to you in the future, like you'd like more, you know, behind the scenes, pulling back the curtains, sort of almost day in the life type stuff, let me know. I'm I'm always open to hear from you. Uh, I think you guys all know how to get in touch with me by now. If you don't, you know, happy little biz on Instagram and my email address, etc. So yeah, let's get started. So this is going to be me telling you all about how I got started creating a podcast and why I did it in the first place. And my general process on day to day how I produce the podcast. Now, I'm going to be super clear here. This is not like a how to guide. Don't take this and try to like make your own podcast using exactly my steps because honestly, I'm not an expert on that. I'm just doing it the way that I like to do it. Um, and there are a few online courses you can sign up for if you want to learn how to produce your own podcast. There are also free guides out there. It's sort of the give you some tips and tricks kind of thing. And that's actually how I got started, which we'll get to in a minute. But let me be clear here, I didn't get started making a podcast because I wanted to have a podcast. <laughs> nope, that was not even on my radar at the time. I got started because I am on Paul Jarvis's newsletter list. Now, those of you who have never heard of Paul Jarvis, maybe you're new to my podcast, you've never heard me mention him or some of the other people that I listen to or get inspiration from. Um, Paul Jarvis is a um, solo entrepreneur. Um, he just wrote a book called Company of One that's about to come out, I think, at the beginning of 2019. If you're listening to this in 2019, it's probably already out and you should go buy it. <laughs> but uh, Paul also is a former web designer. He's designed all these courses. He's done software. So he's got all these different things that he's got. he's done. But ultimately, he is a solo entrepreneur who is more focused on, you know, building a business that is right for him in his life um, and not on just like growth for the sake of growth. That's sort of what he's about. And also teaching other uh, solo business owners, entrepreneurs, you know, designers, developers, people who are in different sort of entrepreneurial careers, how to run their business in a way that is right for them. So anyway, Paul Jarvis also has had multiple podcasts of his own over the years. Um, both like with co-hosts and on his own. And he put out a challenge two summers ago, believe it or not, he said to his email list, and this is me paraphrasing, by the way, I didn't pull up the old email to read from it. This is just me remembering what it said. It was sort of like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if there were more great podcasts out there? If you have a topic you think would make a good podcast, why don't you start one? And then he made us a deal that said if you got three episodes out by the end of a certain date, I think it was the end of July of that year, he'd promote your podcast to his email list. Now, mind you, this was a segment of his email list. It was like the people who wanted to hear more about this whole like podcast challenge thing. It wasn't it wasn't the entire email list, but still, it was a good chunk of people. Um, so there was two important things here. So in the summer of 2016, which is when this happened, I think I think maybe he put out the challenge and. April or May, and you had until the end of July to get it done, something like that. 
So yeah, there, there were lots of podcasts out there, sure, but it's not the thing, or sorry, it wasn't the thing that it is now. Like podcasts are way more popular now than they ever were in 2016. They're just, it's sort of massive explosion of them. So that's the first thing to understand. It was a different kind of environment even two years ago. And me, I had been doing an email newsletter and a blog for a while, and I had an audience and I had people who were interested in my content, but... Like I said at the beginning, I had zero plans to do a podcast. It hadn't even occurred to me that that might be a cool thing. But when Paul put out this call to action, this challenge, I thought, well, why not? You know, I could turn my email newsletter or my blog post into a podcast and, you know, kind of start from there and do that. And that actually was what Paul was doing with one of his podcasts at the time. So I was kind of inspired by that. Um, can't remember what he called the podcast. He might have called it the Sunday Dispatches because that's what his newsletter is called. But it was basically a verbal version of his newsletter with some, you know, some extra expansion on certain points. But basically, if you got his newsletter, the podcast was sort of just like supplemental content. It wasn't anything super new. Um, but that aside, I decided why not, you know, why not follow his sort of model, take my newsletter, my blog post and turn that into a podcast, at least to get me started and see, you know, if I liked it, if I wanted to continue what I wanted to do. So that was the seed that got it planted. So you can blame Paul Jarvis for this podcast. Um, from there, well, okay, so I had an idea, I had a concept. But now I need to figure out, well, how was I actually going to produce this thing? Like, what are the technical bits? But luckily, Paul was kind enough to send out sort of a, a short version, a pre-seed version, if you want to call it, of uh, how to do that. So, and part of that, of course, was because Paul with Jason Zook and the ladies from Being Boss all together had this course called, I think it was called Podcast Like a Boss where they were teaching you how to create a podcast. And so he did sort of like a mini version of that. And I think that's probably why he did this challenge in the first place. To be honest with you, it's been two and a half years. I don't remember if that was exactly the, the um, like exactly the reason why he did that. Um, but anyway, regardless, he had experience teaching how to podcast. So he sort of like shortened that and made it like a simplified version. Or maybe the course was coming up soon, you know. I don't remember the timeline here. But regardless, he gave us the resources. This is what I'm trying to say to you here. He gave us the resources to figure out, okay, how am I going to actually make this work? Um, so I used his guide to get me started. Um, if you're doing a simple podcast, just to let you guys know, you don't need to have anything super fancy. Like if it seems like you need to have really expensive equipment and rent a recording studio and all that stuff, you really don't. Like you can get started with very basic equipment, yeah, stuff that's free actually. So for me, because my husband is a musician, we already had a USB microphone that I could hook up to my laptop. So that problem was solved. But even if you don't, um, even if you're like thinking of starting a podcast, something as simple as the microphone that is on your iPhone headphones, you can start with that. I'm not saying it's the best quality. You know, it might not be quite as good as even my early episodes because, you know, that little USB mic I used to use before I switched to the one I'm using now was was pretty decent considering considering it was not an expensive mic. Um, it was the Blue Snowflake, I think it's called. It's like their little tiny travel mic, um, little tiny USB mic. Um, but anyway, regardless, you don't need anything fancy, but I already had a microphone, so I was good to go. Just 
the one thing I will say is don't try and use the microphone that's like in your laptop or in like your iPhone or something. You do need something slightly better than that. That's why I'm saying the iPhone headphones at a bare, absolute bare minimum. But yeah, um, as I've kind of alluded to, I've already upgraded to a different microphone, but what I had at the time was perfectly good to get me started and the sound quality was perfectly fine. Like friends told me that, you know, they listen to episodes and they were like, this sounds great. So it was fine. And then for recording episodes, I decided to use QuickTime, which is free. And then I edited things in GarageBand, which is also free because it's included with my Mac. Now, I don't know if GarageBand is free if you don't have a Mac. I honestly have no clue, but there are editing programs out there. Um, I mean, I'm not going to share any of those resources because like I said, this isn't a how-to. This is just me talking about what I did. But, you know, if you wanted to start a podcast and you don't have a Mac, you have, you know, a PC, there are programs out there that you can use to edit your podcast for sure. And they're free. Um, you don't need fancy schmancy thousands of dollar software. So again, you know, like I said, like I literally just said, this is not the most fancy or highest quality, you know, high budget, you know, super high production value uh, setup. This is a very simple setup, but it works totally fine. You can get decent sound quality. You can produce a decent sounding podcast by simply doing that. And I kind of alluded to it um, that I are, that I do have a new microphone and my current mic is the Blue Yeti. I like it. I don't love it. Just just to say, you know, it works fine. It is, I think, better than my previous microphone in terms of flexibility and being able to do more. If I decided to, say, interview somebody, like have somebody come into my home, sit down in my recording studio, which is really just my office with the door closed and, you know, trying to put myself into one corner so there's not as much sort of bounce of sound. But anyway, um, if I decided to interview somebody and bring them in, we could use the, actually the microphone to do the interview. It's it's uh, has a mode that you can do interview mode and stuff like that. So I did improve a little bit on that by upgrading to the Yeti, but there are other microphones that are even better. They're just way more expensive. Um, and the other thing that I did was I added a pop filter to help get rid of like the pops and bleps and things that are going to get in the way when you're recording. So you know how if you're watching a recording studio session from a singer, like if you're watching a YouTube video, say on like, say, Ariana Grande recording something, and you'll notice that there's this like shield thing in front of her face as she's singing into the mic. Well, that thing is called a pop filter. Actually, in that case, it might be like a pop filter with extra features on it, but and it's probably way more expensive than mine. But that's the point, right? Mine isn't as fancy as theirs, but it does the job. Mine was like $10 on Amazon. So it's totally affordable. Um, You can even make your own pop filter. So that's the other thing that I sort of recommend in terms of like technicalities of recording is get yourself a pop filter to help kind of filter out some of that stuff that you don't want. So yeah, I had the equipment, like I just said. I had the software to record and edit the podcast. I had a microphone. I had content to get me started and all that. Well, now, okay, I've got all that, but where do I upload the podcast? Well, at the time, a lot of podcasters were using SoundCloud. And actually, Paul recommended that as like a a good possibility. Um, I'm still using SoundCloud, by the way. Most of you probably know that if you've um, sort of seen me mention the podcast on uh, Instagram or anywhere else. Um, if, if, if you didn't know that, by the way, I, I use SoundCloud. <laughs> um, SoundCloud's a good option to get you started. Um, it is a good option to stay there even. You don't have to necessarily move to something else. I've considered it. I'm still thinking of it. Doesn't matter. Point is, I'm using SoundCloud. 
Um, and the good thing about SoundCloud, if you're just getting started, is you can use it for free for the first so many minutes of uploads. I don't remember the exact details. I don't remember if it's like, you know, an hour of uploads or three hours or five hours or what it is. I, but I know that the first so many minutes of uploads, you can use SoundCloud for completely free before they ask you to upgrade if you want to, well, if you, they'll make you upgrade if you want to upload anything else. So you can get quite a few episodes out of that as long as your episodes aren't like, you know, an hour long or something like that. Um, this is probably a good point actually for me to mention that no matter what service you're using for your podcast, you can get it listed on iTunes. iTunes doesn't have, not that I'm aware of at least, like a system for actually like uploading your um, your episodes. You have to use a service like SoundCloud or many of the other ones out there to store your podcast episodes. But you can literally get listed on iTunes like within a couple of days through their, um, what do they call it? Their Podcast Connect service, that's what they call it. Literally, you could just go in to, you know, log in, create an account if you don't already have like a, an Apple account. And then they sort of walk you through, like it says like, how, here's what your cover art has to look like, like what size the file has to be. And we want the RSS feed from your podcast service and you know all that kind of stuff. So getting yourself listed on iTunes, it might seem or might sound like it's like a big deal, but actually it's really, really easy. Um, it's probably only difficult if your podcast is a very controversial topic because um, you'll probably go through more screening. This is just me guessing because... Mine's not very controversial, <laughs> so I don't know about that. I'm just saying probably that's the case. But yeah, also to say, you know, I'm not going to go into the technical details on getting into iTunes, but it's really easy, actually. So if you're wondering about that, wonder no more. It's literally just like signing up for any other service. But yeah, once you're sort of at that point, once you have episodes uploaded and you start doing it regularly... Well, yeah, now you're just sort of wanting the, the uh, podcast to sort of propagate. So it takes time to get listed all over the place. Um, but that starts to happen pretty quickly because there's all kinds of services out there that start picking up podcast feeds. So it just takes time, just like, you know, it takes time for like Google to pick up your website or like anything else like that to sort of propagate naturally. So if you were to Google life beyond the massage table, you can you can find me listed all over the place. So back to the creating process. Once I had that technical stuff mostly stored it, sorted, sorted? No, that's not a word. Once I mostly had it sorted, I had to kind of decide on a name for the thing. Oh my gosh. So this was a bit of a tricky process. Let me tell you guys. I knew I wanted to have it be about massage therapy practice outside of the techniques and anatomy stuff because there was lots of people covering that stuff not even like even on podcasts yes but outside of the podcast world like there's tons of people teaching courses and like having how-tos and youtube videos and all that on techniques and anatomy and physiology and all that stuff and frankly i didn't want to cover that stuff because the business of massage is what i'm interested in marketing of massage right so and also, I wanted to cover what it's like to be a solo practitioner, have a super small clinic, you know, again, a lot of these things tend to focus on either like the anatomy physiology stuff, the technique stuff, or it tended to focus on like, growing your clinic to be a big clinic, or what it's like to hire people, um, you know, when you've got 
a clinic of like 10 people or whatever. And that's not really what I wanted. I wanted to focus on the struggles of us solo business owners or people who say you're solo and you have like one other person who rents your room part time or something like that. So I think it took me a week or so of tossing around name ideas to come up with what I came up with, which as you know, is life beyond the massage table which is really what this is. It's taking all that business stuff that comes up when you're away from giving treatments or i.e. being at the massage table. So since that time, of course, as you've probably gathered, I've expanded my audience from um, solo or small uh, business owner massage therapists to solo or small business owners in health, wellness, or fitness of any kind. And largely this is because that was the target audience for my whole business. It wasn't just the target, you know, it was only the podcast that was very specific to massage. So I wanted the podcast to match the rest of my business because that makes sense, right? But as well, when I started, I was a little bit nervous and being, well, I mean, I'm still nervous sometimes, let's be real. But, <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to kind of expand it away from what I was most comfortable with, which was talking about massage therapy since, you know, I was a pretty freshly retired, quote unquote, massage therapist at the time. Everything was still sort of fresh and new. I was still thinking of myself as a massage therapist. I mean, I still think of myself as a massage therapist in some ways. I'm just, I just don't actually actively practice anymore. I hope that's clear to you guys. But yeah, I wanted to kind of expand out from that. And I think you guys get it, even though the the name, the word massage is still in the title of the podcast, because it's beyond the treatment room, beyond the gym floor, beyond the studio, beyond the whatever it is that your work environment is. That's the stuff we talk about, the business stuff, the marketing stuff. And yeah, another change that I made since the beginning. So, you know, that's where the audience changed. But since the beginning, I was basically, or at the beginning, sorry, I was basically reading my episodes, like I kind of talked about before, I was basically taking my blog posts and expanding on them a little bit in a podcast episode. And but it's almost basically reading the screen word for word. Um, and originally, the blog and my newsletter got most of my focus and the podcast was kind of secondary. But now it's flipped. And um, the podcast actually gets most of my attention. The podcast is the thing I think about first. And it's not just me reading a script anymore, believe it or not. Yeah, I do have notes that I look at. Um, you know, if I were to record myself, well, like a video that is, of me recording a podcast episode, you would see me, you know, glancing at my laptop screen every so often in the notes app where I have like a bunch of notes written down. And that's another behind the scenes, behind the curtain tip for you guys, by the way. I do script out any podcast episodes I'm going to do. I don't just literally turn on the microphone and start talking. I don't. Um, I think out what I'm going to say, what the topic's going to be, what the most important things to say are. I just don't write out every single word I'm going to say. I don't read the thing off the screen anymore like I used to. That's a good thing to do when you start out. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I mean, it does kind of sound a bit funny, especially if you're not very good at like reading things out loud. If you, if you tend to make a lot of mistakes, you get nervous or you're not really sure how to express things in the right way. But yeah, now I can do the style where I just make a bunch of notes. Sometimes I like write out sentences of things just to kind of like get my brain going. But for the most part, it's just kind of like point form and maybe some links to things that I can open up and, you know, uh, have like in the background to kind of look at or quote while I'm doing a podcast episode. It all depends on what the episode's about. Um, rather than just reading a script off the screen, because like, let's face it, I'm not an actor 
probably none of you or almost none of you listening to this are an actor. If you are, that's awesome. You can definitely use those skills to make a good podcast. Go you. But yeah, else to say, I don't just read a script anymore. Um, if you want to get started with podcasting, there's no shame in starting that way um, until you feel more confident, until you get more practice doing this. It's like anything. Practice makes perfect. The more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. So yeah, that is it. That is basically my podcast journey. So it started from Paul Jarvis sending out this uh, almost crazy uh not contest, but like call shout out to people saying like, hey, more people need to create podcasts. Why don't you do it? I decided to do it. I got my three out in time. He promoted my podcast to his small, like the small segment of his audience. And I've been doing it ever since, you know, and I've been changing up the audience of my podcast. I've upgraded my microphone. My processes have changed a little bit over the years. I've gotten new theme music. I forgot, I just realized I didn't tell you guys about theme music. Real quick, um, cause this podcast episode is getting longer than I intended it to be. Oh boy. I have a tendency to do that. Don't I? <laughs> anyway, um, the first, uh, first season, the first year I was using, um, music that I found for free online. And the only uh, caveat was that you had to give the person credit. So in my credits at the end, I credited that person. That was when I sort of had the more like, acoustic guitar sounding one now that I have the one that's sort of like sort of an indie rock sounding one uh, I've actually purchased the rights to use that on the podcast um, it's very inexpensive since I'm just using it for a something that's small I'm not using it for like you know like I'm not CNN here I'm not having that kind of reach okay so I'm able to to use it for quite uh, cheap um, I am blanking on the name of the service where I went and purchased it though um if I remember it, I will post it in a comment when I post this on Instagram and I'll put it in the show note um, just below the uh, podcast on uh, on SoundCloud. Yeah, I'm really, the podcast episode that is, I'm really reaching here trying to remember what that service is called that you can uh, buy, purchase music. But anyway, that's what I did. So that's open to all of you if you're looking for like theme music. You don't have to have theme music, by the way, not at all. It's just like, but it's just kind of a nice thing to like tie your podcast together. So, so anyway, yeah, that's it for me. That's sort of how I got started with podcasting. It was, it was Paul Jarvis's fault. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's my, how my journey has been. That's where we're at right now. And yeah, I'll be back with you guys in a few days with the last three. I don't know if I'm going to drop them all at once or I'm going to, you know, release them over time. But the last three episodes, like I said, those are going to be about sort of evidence-based practice or research, um, using, you know, evidence versus anecdotes in your business. You know, both of them have their place. One is not necessarily better than the other. And also just sort of looking forward into 2019. So I'll be back with you guys soon. Take care. Hope you're having a good day. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. I really do appreciate your time and your efforts. The times that you guys contact me with ideas for the podcast or comments about episodes or ratings and reviews, all of that, I really love it. I read all of it. I do really appreciate you guys. Um, by the way, if you would like to leave me a formal review, of course, I would really appreciate that. Head on over to iTunes, find my podcast, so Life Beyond the Massage Table, click on ratings and reviews, and then just give me a rating and a review. Five stars, of course, and a glowing review. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. You know, let me know what you really think, but I do appreciate five stars as well. Let's be real here. 
Now, for you guys that might be new to the podcast, let me briefly introduce myself here. My name is Candace Eisner, and I am a former massage therapist in the province of Ontario, and I've also worked in various other health and wellness careers. So I've got a pretty good view of what it's like to do what you guys do. My mission right now is to help those in health, wellness, and fitness careers build strong businesses because I really believe to my core that taking care of others has to start with taking care of you. So that's what this podcast is all about, is helping you build a business that really matches who you are and what you value and what's important to you so that you feel happy when you go to work each day. You feel like this career is the right one for you, that everything just works so much better for your life. Now, before I finish off and let you guys get about, you know, go about your day, I will mention where you can find me on social media if you would like to. The main place you can interact with me if you'd like to just chat or see what I'm posting about or, you know, get on my newsletter list or any of that kind of stuff, find me on Instagram. Um, Happy Little Biz is my username. Or, of course, you can head over to my website, happylittlebiz.com, and there's links to all that stuff there. All right, that's it. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll be back at you soon.